How about that, Slee? A little Cobra Kai to start the uh, Friday morning here extravaganza. I like that. Hey, did, did, I didn't notice yesterday, but was I gargling yeah. like shards of glass during the show yesterday? Why did it sound like somebody punched me in the uh, throat when we were doing that show? I didn't sound very good. I feel, I feel like I sound a lot better right now. I, I didn't notice that at all. I didn't good. notice that at all. Good. Then I, 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 I feel. I, by the way, just to, just to play off of just to play off of what uh, Chris just uh, the beautiful open there. You know, there's there certain names that are synonymous with just amazing acting. Okay, <laughs> Robert De Niro, <laughs> Olivia, Marlon Brando, <laughs> Tom Hanks, sure. Al Pacino, sure. Daniel Larusso. Where do you want to uh-huh. put them? You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, there's certain athletes that we can have an argument about of who's uh, on the Mount Rushmore. But when it comes to actors, you can't really have that argument. So I appreciate Chris kind of starting things off with uh, some more Daniel LaRusso. Yeah, there. no, we will get to that. You know, in fact, we maybe at some point the, this morning may need to go on uh, Ralph Macchio's IMDb page because I'm sure that his page is filled with illustrious awards and features that we have all no enjoyed to. over the years. No need to. Greats are greats. You don't have to go. They just come the right to the top of your head. No need to. Anyway, absolutely, absolutely. All right, I'm already fired up, Slee. Not only because it's a Friday. Fridays always feel good, but because it's an Ask yes. Slee day, and we've 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 done pretty well. We put it to you this way: we could do an Ask Slee right now, and it would be good. But here's what I'm asking okay. uh, from the listeners: I would like you to step up your game just a little bit. You don't have to go crazy. We've got enough, but just maybe give me four or five or ten or twenty more to choose from, and I feel like we'd be in a much better spot. Throw in a couple Ask Travis. Throw in a couple Ask Funches. I mean, feel free to ask other people. You don't yeah. have to just ask me. I, I, think, I think you're the best. I yeah, think you, you are the best. Zero, what do you got planned you have for this? Zero interest uh... in that. <laughs> no, I know you do. I know you do. What do you got planned for this uh, weekend? Um, you got anything good? So doing a little, uh, as you can kind of tell here, doing a little Big Bear action this weekend. Nice. You know, so up here for uh, for a couple days doing Big Bear uh, nice to kind of get away from L.A. for a couple of days, kind of leave the hustle and bustle. So out here in uh, – by the way, how hot was it the last couple of days and coming up here? It's kind of a little cooler weather. So trying to take advantage of still no air conditioning until Wednesday, by the way. <laughs> now we're cutting to it. Now up you, until Wednesday you until are, we finally get air conditioning. You are fleeing your your unair conditioned space for something that's a little more palatable as well. Just uh, in advance, I know we're a couple of days away, but happy Father's Day to all the dads out there that are coming up on Sunday. Enjoy your day. Whatever, yes, sir. whatever makes you happy, go do that on Sunday, Dad. And whether that's spending time playing a little golf or maybe having a barbecue or hanging out with your family, whatever it is, go do what makes you happy. ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. And, Slee, I know that you're going to be watching and I'm going to be watching and a lot of people are going to be watching tonight. Is tonight the night? I don't even have to tell you what the rest of it is. Is tonight the night that we get to say something that we've never said before? So (laughs) don't you kind of – don't you sit here and kind of – cautiously say one way or the other because I, I'm not one. I don't like looking at the past very often, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I know it's easy to kind of say, all right, yeah, but the past is the past. If you keep dwelling about the past, how can you uh, take advantage of the present? You know, it, maybe I'm being too philosoph- philosophical here, but here's the reality. Reality is with the Clippers, they've been in this spot before. So we kind of have a difficult time 
not referring to the Clippers having a chance, being one game away from the Western Conference Finals. And you know what? Maybe that doesn't sound like that big of a deal. Laker fans obviously understand. Like, what are you talking about? What, getting to the Western Conference, how is that an accomplishment? But for that <laughs> franchise, it is an accomplishment. Of course it is. And they're one game away from getting there. Um, I, listen, if you'd have told me 48 hours ago that Kawhi Leonard wasn't going to play – uh, you know, the rest of the series. Woj was saying that yesterday that no way he's coming back this series. Mm-hmm. If you had told me that he's not coming back the rest of the series, you got two of the next three in Utah, I tell you that, yeah, it's a wrap. Clippers do not have a shot to get to the Western Conference Finals. Then we watched what happened on Wednesday. You and I chatted about it yesterday that Clippers actually looked like the better team against the Utah Jazz. It didn't matter that it was in Utah. Uh, guys played incredibly loose, nothing to lose. You know, we go down the list of all these different things, how they got game five. But, Trav, now the attention shifts. Now yeah, the conversation's not about are the Clippers going to survive. Now the conversation is, Clips, you're at home. Donovan Mitchell's a little banged up. Still no word on Mike Conley for game six. Yes, Kawhi Leonard is not there, but damn, do you have a better opportunity to get to the Western Conference Finals than you do tonight? Yeah, that's it, right? I mean, and I agree with you, Slee, that the idea of dwelling on the history of the Clipper organization is probably not incredibly beneficial for the Clippers, right? That that that's a more interesting conversation for guys like you and me, and guys that talk about the you know the big picture, not in the moment necessarily. But but here's the problem. You can't escape it because it's all around you. The second they won the game the other night, right, when they won game five, it wasn't just, it was in part, but it wasn't just, oh, my gosh, the Clippers look great. Oh, my gosh, the Clippers looked comfortable. Oh, my gosh, the Clippers got an unbelievable performance from Paul George on a night when Kawhi Leonard couldn't play because of a knee injury. It wasn't just that. It was that, and then it was immediately followed by, are they going to do this again? I mean, it's, it's in, until it's gone, until you slay the dragon, right? Until you finally put this thing to bed, until the sentence, they've never been to the Western Conference Finals in the history of the organization, until that's no longer true, it's always going to be a part of the conversation. And if they don't win tonight, it gets even louder because a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, if it's still true, the context of it all is going to be lost. It's not going to be, oh, but they, they should have gone back in 2021. It's that Kawhi went down with an injury. It's going to be, nope, they had another 3-2 lead that they let go. They had two more chances to close it out, and they let it go. The more you wait to finish this off, the longer you can't get it done, the more history matters. Here's one of the problems with the Clippers for tonight because I think a couple of your most important players, it will be on their mind. All right, and and let, let me kind of explain what I'm referring to. Doc Rivers isn't there anymore. So from a coaching perspective, I saw something. Ty Lue, I think, is 11-1 and one in closeout games so far in his coaching career. Mm-hmm. So and the, obviously a lot of that success is coming back in the Cleveland days. They win that championship. Um, but already, you know, let's use this year as an example. They did beat the Dallas Mavericks, even though many of us don't think it should have gone seven games. This is who might be thinking about, here we go again, big game, spotlight is on, everybody's going to be watching us, Paul George, right? I mean, just think about this for a second, Trev. Paul George was part of that 3-1 meltdown last year. So yep. when, when we say we don't want to talk about the past or it's not fair to talk about the past or it's irrelevant to talk about the past, Paul George tonight, no, that's got to be on your mind, right? Of I mean, it, is. it was just—it was just—it was just nine months ago or ten months ago, whatever the case is, in Orlando, that they were up three games to one. By the way, 
Lou Williams isn't there anymore, right? Yep. Patrick Beverly, it could be on his mind. Marcus Morris, it could be on his mind. There's certain players, you know, for Batum and Kennard and some of these, okay, it doesn't matter. They weren't there a, a year ago. But some of your main players, specifically Paul George, no, that one's in the back of your mind because 10 months ago you were up three games to one. You had a meltdown. Everybody talked about it. Let me also say this. Paul George has been fantastic this series. Yes. And specifically these last three games. I yes. mean, he has been um, he has been for as much as people have ran their mouth about Paul George, including myself, he shut people up for the most part, but none of it uh, means anything. None of it means he? anything. Look, I, all the but credit let, let me just world. finish that. Yeah. None of it means anything until you kind of, you know, you, you got to win that game four. Yeah, right? you got to you got to get that fourth win. That's it. This is an interesting footnote if it doesn't happen. This is a, you know, he's had good games before. You know, don't forget game five in Utah when Kawhi was down with a knee injury and he stepped up and, and was fantastic, had 37 points, had 16 really. Now, he, Paul George was great. Yeah, that will be true, and it might make the playoff P thing less, you know, <laughs> eye-rolling if, if, in fact, you know, they do get knocked out. But it, it it's not gone. Here's one of the things I think we make a mistake about with athletes in general, not just basketball, but just athletes in general. You almost look at them like TV characters, right? You look at them as guys that are part of the one of your, on your favorite TV show, almost like you'd look at Tony Soprano or, or one of those things that you forget that they're Daniel real guys. <laughs> Daniel LaRusso, of course, right? Uh-huh. Oh, don't worry. I've, I've been looking at uh, this. Did you enjoy his role in The Three Wishes of Billy Greer? He was very good in that. So it's a good thing you bring that up because um, around 9.30 I wanted to talk about that, but I'm, I'm going to save that for a little bit later. Perhaps you enjoyed his turn as Eugene Martone in Crossroads back in 1986. I haven't cried in many movies. That was one of the movies where I broke down. What about Naked in New York where he played Chris back in 1993? As good of a performance I've personally seen <laughs> – so, yeah, maybe Daniel LaRusso is the perfect example here. But the the baggage that we all carry, right, we can, we can all lie to ourselves, and some of us are better at this than others. Some of us can lie to ourselves and say, hey, look, I'm only focused on what's right here in front of me. Athletes are better than that than the regular people. Mm-hmm. But they're regular people too, right? That when you – because what, what, what if this happens? What if the first half goes by and Paul George is two for nine? What, what if the Clippers are down by 10 points at the half? What if you get halfway through the third quarter and he's three for 13? And you don't think that all of those thoughts are creeping back into his head? You don't think that all of those thoughts are creeping back in to the, the Clippers' collective heads? It absolutely will. It, it's impossible. Unless you are the most mentally strong. Like, if you told me that stuff wouldn't creep into Kobe's head, I'd probably believe you. If you told me it didn't creep into Michael Jordan's head or Tiger Woods, okay, fine. But for the the mortals amongst us, and I think Paul George is a, is a mortal, I think that stuff always is just one missed shot, one bad quarter away from being right back in the front and center of your mind. Here we go again. Uh, I want to go a step further on this, and I'm not doing this for dramatization purposes, okay? Um, this is Paul George's moment. You know, sure. th- Think about his career. Think about what he's accomplished in his NBA career. Fantastic in Indiana. One of the one of the um, one of the best players in the league when he was in Indiana. When I say one of the best, I'm saying top fifteen, top you know wherever you want to put him, right? 
Then he goes to Oklahoma City and now becomes second fiddle because that's Russell Westbrook's franchise. You're walking into my house. You're a visitor in my house. And he was. He was there for however long he was before he's traded to the Clippers. Yeah. Comes to the Clippers. This is Kawhi Leonard's franchise. Kawhi Leonard chose the Clippers over the Los Angeles Lakers, chose to play for the Clippers over LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You could have built this incredible, ridiculous dynasty. Hey, he had his reasons. He wanted to do it his way. He goes to the Los Angeles Clippers. Paul George has been the background of the Clippers franchise. Usually when you've talked about Paul George with the Clippers, that association so far, it hasn't been all positive. It's not like all we're sitting back there. Mostly negative. Mostly negative. Okay, yeah. so... Here is, when I say this is Paul George's moment, the dude's a good player, but he's fell short plenty of times. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times over these last three, four years, he has not been the main player. Tonight is one of those moments for Paul George. Just think about this for a second, Trav. I I don't think, you know, I I, I don't want to talk lightly on this. This is his moment. This is your, I get to carry a franchise that's never been to the Western Conference Finals, I can do it tonight. Kawhi, if Kawhi was playing, he wasn't playing, whatever the case is, Kawhi's resume is there. What, what more do you want? If Kawhi accomplishes nothing else in the rest of his career, uh, he's a Hall of Famer, one of the best two-way players to do it, two-time Finals MVP. I go down the list of, of Kawhi's resume. He's a made guy. He's a made guy. This is Paul George's moment. I don't know what he's going to do tonight. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. But, Trav, if he had one of those games where he had another 35 and he had 12 rebounds and he had Mm -hmm. seven assists and he carries the Los Angeles Clippers to the Western Conference Finals without Kawhi Leonard, that's a turning point. It. It's a lot like the turning point when Daniel LaRusso got cast in the ties that bind as Michael way back in 1994. I think I think that 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 was I have no I I literally have no idea when when you mention any of these movies anything outside of uh, anything outside of Karate Kid I I, that's not true lost he's actually in another really really good movie that I had forgotten that he's in he's in my cousin Vinny that's a good movie that's right yeah that's a very good movie you're also forgetting the Outsiders he's in the Outsiders but that's what that was when he was still my cousin Vinny is a classic movie that's a great movie. No, that's a great movie, but it's no The Outer Limits where he played Dr. Neil Eberhard. I mean, that was the – you could talk about him as Daniel LaRusso. You could talk to him about as, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do it for Johnny back in The Outsiders, but his role as Dr. Neil Eberhard, I mean, come on. That, that is, that's right up there with well, Olivier this is, playing me, Hamlet. Let me say something real quick. This is part of the reason why King went to Big Bear this weekend. I want no distractions. I need to catch up on every movie he's done since the mid '80s. Yeah, so that, well, that's part of the reason why I'm up here. Well, Chicken uh, can't be heaven where he played hubby back in 1999. Make sure that that's on the list because uh, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of things going on there. All right, you mentioned the moment for Paul George. You mentioned that this is his opportunity to be one of those guys to kind of erase all the other stuff. Does it erase all the other stuff if they lose in the next round? We'll get into that next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if you're first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yes. Why did they sound so surprised? Mission accomplished, Travis. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, I was too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Got Mason and Ramona in there. There you go. There's two more. There's two more. We're gonna we're picking them off slow and steady, Slee. The uh, it's it's taking over they all of talk my radio. portion. When, when I start talking and I start making my point, they just turn it down a little bit. <laughs> just turn down the volume. Turn it back up. A, when you go. They have a filter, right? The, the internet is a powerful tool. You can just kind of filter whatever you want. Would you? Can I ask a favor of you? I don't I don't like to ask favors of my co-host on the air, but can I ask something real quick? Would you mind sure. doing this segment entirely by yourself because? Um, I'd like to watch A Good Night to Die where Ralph Macchio plays Donnie. And, and I, I really think that uh, I'd like to finish that up right now. It just took me back to that special place the first time I saw it. Yeah, Johnny Depp, um, <laughs> Donnie Brasco, or... No, not that. Not that. It's A Good Night to Die back in 2003, and he played the role of Donnie. How could you forget? How could you not remember Do you that? Ever, quick, quick little side story here. Do you ever watch Donnie Brasco? Yeah, great movie. That's one of I feel like that movie is incredibly underrated. I don't feel like a lot of people talk about that movie. And I know that's just a complete side gig right there, but yeah. is it just me or every time Donnie Brasco is on, I'm like, this is everybody stop what you're doing. Show some respect. Funches, you seen Donnie Brasco? Of course Take I have. Shoes Forget about taking it. off my shoes. Okay. Right? And and oh, how about that, this? By the way, that that might be one of the best scenes in, in with the shoes? <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I love that scene. The oh, shoe scene. It's incredible. It's incre- And you know what makes that movie really good? And now we're getting a little far afield and it's an old movie, but you know what? It may- because it doesn't happen in very many of these movies. Al Pacino plays a loser. You know, he's always the he's always the leader. He's the tough guy. He's the guy that's in charge. He's the guy a that's calling the shots, right? And he's just some, you know, middle management guy in in this it's just not going his way. And and he hates it. It's it's fantastic. How about Johnny how about Johnny Depp in the beginning there where he's telling uh, Al Pacino he's like, "Yeah, this is a fugazi." He's like, "We mean it's a fugazi." <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, All right. I love that movie. So you said it's Paul George's moment, and I, I agree with you if yes. he can grab it. He, you know, it, it could also could also be the exact opposite, Slee, right? If he, if he looks like he looked last year, if he looked like he looked through those first couple of games of this series, then we're right back to where we were. Now we're going into game seven with, I don't know, maybe, maybe playoff P shows up, maybe side of the backboard P shows up. I don't know. I want to I kind of project a little bit here. What, what do you, okay, wait, what, what do you think happens? I, I'm, kind of, let me, let me you know ask what, you that Slee? because – Here's, you kind of started convincing me after the last game. You started convincing me that, no, 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 the Clippers are just playing better basketball. I'm going to read off this tweet here from Woj. Yeah. For game six tonight, Jazz and the Clippers, Donovan Mitchell ankle is progressing to a game-time decision, and Mike Conley Jr. hamstring is working towards a return to the lineup, sources tell ESPN. You got two of the most important players, minus Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert, two of the most three two of the three most important players, that there's some questionable, you know, there's some true questions about injuries, no injuries. I kind of feel like, you know, when I say this is Paul George's moment, a lot is leaning towards his way to have one of those games and for the Clippers to have one of those nights that they do get to the Western Conference Finals. Now, like, like we said, we've been in this position before. We thought that was going to happen three different occasions last year when they played Denver, so... What are you going to say after that? Well, let's do it like this. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here's the straightest talk I can come up with. I have no idea which version okay. of the Clippers is going to show up because every single time I've talked myself into, you know what, they're cooked. They show up. 
every single time I talk myself into they finally yep. figured it out, the old guys show up. I have no idea. Obviously, mm-hmm. if Donovan Mitchell doesn't play, and even if Mike Conley does, he hasn't played in a while. You don't, you know, who knows how effective he'd be? I, I don't know. If they have him, I guess they have a, a, a puncher's chance. But it feels like without Donovan Mitchell, that's kind of a wrap. I would have also said the same thing when Kai, when when Kawhi went down. Right when Kawhi went down, sure. it was. Here we go again, right? The Clippers, bad luck. They can't get out of their own way. This happens to them every time. Right when they get close, something pops up. But here we are. They went in, and they not only won, they 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 looked as comfortable at any point as I've ever seen they a look group good. of Clippers look. Yeah, they, they look, look great. Good. So mm-hmm. the, the answer is, I would love to tell you, here's why the – Paul George is going to show up. He's going to have a shot, and they're going to win the game, and it's his moment. They go to the Western Conference Finals, and here we go, next stop, NBA championship. Maybe – but is it, it, it that certainly feels like it's possible? But Slee, are you? Am I picking you up off the floor tonight? If the Clippers lost the game by twelve points, no, no. It's it's just there's nothing that doesn't feel like a possibility, and that's because of what we've seen recently and what we've seen even in the not so distant past, which was last round, the not so distant past, which was the early part of this round, and then like you said, ten months ago, they had a three one lead. I would have bet my car that they were going through to the next round, and they didn't. So who knows? Mm-hmm. You still drive that ninety three Corolla? Still in the driveway. Make me an offer. It's Make still in the driveway? Yeah. <laughs> no, here, here's what you know you about 280,000 miles on it. So mm-hmm. my my wife, we, we bought a car um, right before my oldest son was born. Mm-hmm. And we were still driving that car. He's, he's, tw- he's almost 21 years old. We were still driving that car. Uh, Funches, can't you see Travis ago. being the guy that comes in? with a suitcase of cash. No, and no, no, like, no. But the world has changed. Like, whatever was going on 20 years ago, Funches, <laughs> Trav's still doing that. He's coming in with a suitcase cash. of cash, and they're like, what are you doing? We just finance it. It's 2% finance. No, I want to pay it off all right now. The industry when we finance it. Cash is kids. Yep, I want to pay it off all right now. And here's the thing. The... <laughs> <laughs> the asking price is thirty five thousand, and he yeah, comes got, in with nineteen five. Nineteen five cash now. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Those are my negotiating skills. No, you're, you're, yeah. this is the thing. You're that Corolla that you're talking about. We had that car for twenty years. It had three hundred and forty thousand miles on it. My next child got in an accident in it, and the car was obviously at that point not worth a whole lot. You would have thought that we had lost a family member the way my wife responded to it. That's how long we keep cars in the Rogers household. We we do not turn them over. You guys super buried quickly. the car. We had a ceremony. You guys buried the car in the backyard. <laughs> you never know. The right? antenna a little... is actually you didn't bury the antenna. The antenna is still up. We, no, no, what we did, we hung the hubcap on the back wall, and we have little flowers, and then we light a candle every night before we go to bed. Here lies the Land Cruiser from 2000. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> oh, that's great, great car, absolutely great are you car. A, are, are you a are you a get a are you a get a new car guy every two years? No, I, I'm not kidding when I say this. We buy a car. In my, my we buy a car every eight nine years. We, we, yeah, we really don't turn them over very fast. But that that being said, all right, here we go. Is it a good season? Is it a successful season if the Clippers advance out of it? Whether it's tonight or, to, or or over the weekend and they win game seven. I mean, we, we, we know the answer if they don't. And we know the answer if they, know, if they don't and it goes a way that we've seen before. But let's say they win. 
Is whatever happens after that irrelevant, mm-hmm. that it's been a good season for the Clippers because they got to a place they've never been before? Because it sure feels like that to me. I think if you can take a step forward, even if you don't go all the way, that step forward feels vitally important, to, especially to this team, because that conversation about, yeah, well, they'll do it again, that's gone forever. Making the Western Conference Finals for the Clippers and, and kind of determining if that's a successful season, I, I think two ways you could look at it. One way I'll say this, if they beat the Jazz – get to the Western Conference Finals, and Kawhi is still, you know, obviously not a part of this, and he can't be a part of the playoff run. Um, I, I think it was a successful season for them because here's the reality, and I'm not telling you that the – it's not like they got the Lakers waiting for them and LeBron and Anthony Davis are there, but Phoenix has been a pretty damn good team and probably the healthiest team, even though Chris Paul had those shoulder injuries. Um, they're, they're kind of sitting in the background here uh, – they got enough firepower, at least we saw for the first two, you know, first two rounds where you, you kind of feel like, okay, Phoenix would definitely have the clear-cut advantage if Kawhi's not there. But if Kawhi's there, I don't think it's a successful season. If if the Clippers get Kawhi back, and I'm, I know this is all hypothetical. I don't think anybody's really expecting him, but I'm just talking out of my you-know-what. Mm-hmm. If Kawhi was there for the Western Conference Finals, no, you're expected to be in the NBA Finals. And if you lose to Brooklyn there, or if Brooklyn's not healthy, then the expectations are going to change a little bit. But if Kawhi's not there and you got to the Western Conference Finals, I think, Trav, you can walk away if you're within the Clippers organization and say, okay, that was a good building block for next year. All right, so we heard about it all last year and all off season. the bubble season. Is it the asterisk season? This season is the one we should be asking questions about. We'll get into that next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. So, Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You know, you were having that conversation yesterday about the junk in your closet and in my garage. And I forget, yeah. you asked, is it labeled? And I said, yeah, it's labeled, but it doesn't make any sense. So I just was kind of doing a little experiment yesterday. Walked into the garage. First box I see, I'm like, I'm just going to see what's in it. It's labeled Christmas lights, okay? Christmas lights. Everybody's got that box yep. in their house, right? Christmas light box, fine. You know what was in it? Prom dresses um. from when my wife was in high school. <laughs> Okay, that that's the sort of stuff we've got in the Rogers garage. I could see you just having an argument too with her. Is, that what, is this what we're going to do? This is the type of family we're going to be. This type of message we're sending to our children. <laughs> so, just, that's that's basically you must have like a bug in my house or so because here, I this September I will be married twenty four years. Okay, that's a pretty by any measure that's a pretty good run. The number one fight that we have. It's not I'd like say, a winning streak. You can't give like a sports analogy to your marriage. No, no, it can't be a, like, like you know. This is one of the best run franchises <laughs> in the last twenty three years, right? Like look, we've had a nice long run, and I and I I'm I'm really looking forward to many many more with her. But every year, we have maybe two big blowouts. Too big where mm-hmm. we're both genuinely angry, and we both genuinely feel like we're a hundred percent right. And right. it's over mm-hmm. those damn boxes every single time. 
with, without exception. It's because all, all what will happen is something like we just talked I'm about right now this. will inspire yeah, me I'm to with go her on this already and open it and say, um, Sue, why do you have your prom dresses from 1987 in a box in our garage? Why do we have those? Oh, I'm gonna. Why wouldn't she? And so, and so we go around the block 20 times on that, and then we get mad, and then everybody feels terrible, and then we'll do it again six months from now. So thank you for bringing it up again. You now wear, I'm in a bad mood. We do our Zoom call, and you wear your Letterman's jacket. So they don't have don't one. We've already do been the over whole that. prom thing. No, we have not. You have seven patches on there, the whole thing. <laughs> By the way, uh, John Patterson, who's been a partner on this station for a very long time, texts me, time to get a new Mazda. So – I think what he's referring to, Travis, is that Corolla or that <laughs> the, the well, car John, that you've had for a long time. Uh, I, I think he's ready to help you out. Good. I, well, I'm going to need some help, and I hope he's ready to take a suitcase full of cash like you described a minute ago. So we will yeah, we John, will I don't know if you it. want Trav walking onto your dealership floor, just walking in. So what, who's the manager here? Who's the manager? Uh, I'd like to speak to John. I guess I, – <laughs> A sixteen five cash here. Uh, I know that MSRP is forty one, but maybe we can maybe we can talk about it. Do you know who I am? Do you know that this is briefcase is full of cash? All right, let's let's go to this. Um, last year in the bubble, the conversation was pretty obvious, right? The conversation was we've never seen this before. You've got everybody staying at Disney World. They're sequestered in this resort. There's no fans. There's no atmosphere. There's no this, that, and the next thing. And then the Lakers win the championship. And I think you and I, and I think think most people agree that it's a legitimate championship. There's no such thing as an illegitimate championship. If you play a tournament at, you know, at, at Dorsey High School in the gym and somebody wins, you're the champion of that tournament. It doesn't matter the circumstances. It just makes it kind of, interesting and there's a backstory to it well this because year, it's different i mean remember, remember the spurs championship in what was that 99 50 game season that uh-huh. was a lockout season uh-huh. so and you hear people say oh well spurs won it in a lock no listen I, I get it i know it was different i know it's not what we're accustomed to i know that um having a hiatus and then getting everything back uh, we may never run hopefully we we never have this moment or situation again as i knock on wood um it's a freaking championship. I don't care how it was done. You shouldn't look less at the Dodgers. You shouldn't look less at the Lakers. You shouldn't look less at the Spurs. You shouldn't look less at any of those teams that either in a shortened season, lockout season, or under COVID. Uh, does Tom Brady deserve a, a Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs? Or you think, you know what, let's take that one away. Does that one really count? Because right. Pittsburgh and Baltimore had a game on a Wednesday afternoon <laughs> at, at 1230. Like, I like that that's the they won that's the, the, they won the that's damn thing. Your, that's your That's my one go-to. NFL example of the pit, the Steelers and the Ravens played on Wednesday at 12:30. The whole season's a farce. Throw, throw everything away. The Steelers and the Ravens played a midweek game. I love that. Travis, let me tell you something. When I'm coming home and it's 11:45 in the morning and I'm thinking to myself, so what am I what am I grabbing to eat to watch the Steelers versus the Ravens at 12:30? That was, a, that was an important moment for me. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so different. There, there are different seasons. I, I, I would argue, and again, I'm not arguing illegitimacy. I'm arguing is there never been a season that is more, air quotes, different than this one. Think, think about what we're looking at. We, first of all, we have a crop of teams where almost every team that's left is missing a key piece. 
almost every team is not just not 100% healthy because you get to the playoffs. Most guys are going to have bumps and bruises and strains and that. But you're talking about guys. You're talking about Kawhi. Who's the healthiest? You're talking about Who's Kyrie the healthiest Irving. right now? Yeah, it's not the Clippers anymore. Is it the Suns? Phoenix? Yeah, I mean. But, it, it, and, and there's still a question mark on Chris Paul. Right, Chris Paul is in health and safety protocols. And and it's not just who's left. Look at who's out, right? Look, look at the Lakers. The, the number one example, that Anthony Davis missed a ton of time this season. He tried to come back. He looked really good, and then he got hurt again. LeBron never really looked like himself after that high ankle sprain. The, this is the season that you. the context of it is far more meaningful to me than the context of last season because at least last season everybody was ready to go. You're, half the league is in the trainer's room. If I told you right now, let's take all the players that were not, not 100% or they couldn't go at some point during the playoffs versus all the players that could go and are still in it, I'm telling you we got a more talented roster of the players that couldn't go. And that that's that's a very unfortunate circumstance for the NBA. Um, it's Even with that being said, it is what it is. But when you talk about challenges, you're right, Th- this – this season is so unique, and I think we talked about the bubble, and we thought for you know a, a brief period of time that the bubble was going to be one of those years. Like, how can you really address that? How can you put some? The last four teams that were in the uh, in the Orlando bubble, what, did any of them make it to the second round? I don't I think know. they did. Miami got swept. Lakers mm-hmm. were out in six games. Mm-hmm. Boston um, never loses to Brooklyn in the first. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think lost to Brooklyn. Yeah, lost to Brooklyn, right? Okay, yes. and then what? What's the fourth team? Who did? The, was that my, Toronto? I don't honestly don't remember. But your point is a good one. That the, the 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 later you went, the less likely you are to go deep again. And that's not the way that this works, right? Usually, if you're in it once, you're in it again the next year. And it's usually a you, you get a you know maybe if you were in the finals, you lose in the conference finals or the second round. And that's not what's going on. And he, he, here's here's the part too, Slee, that really struck me last night watching the Bucks and the Nets. Chris Middleton was brilliant yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton had 38 points. He made 11 of 16 shots. He made five out of eight threes. He made 11 out of 12 free throws. He was brilliant. And you know what? All I kept as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, yeah, cool, but the Nets are you know playing with one hand behind their back. And it's unfair to Middleton. It's unfair to the Bucks. It's unfair to anybody that's doing something right now. But I feel how I feel. I feel like I'm looking at this going, yeah, that's not the that's not the Nets. Just like it wasn't the Lakers that the Suns beat. Now, could the Suns have beat them? Yeah, maybe. We'll never know. But it just feels that usually when you go through this, you feel like you're getting the best teams. You feel like you're getting the best stories. And I don't know if that's the case right now. Because the best teams, we all thought the best teams at the beginning of the season, were the Lakers, the Nets, and the Clippers. And the Clippers are the only ones that are alive, and their best players hurt. And what I would say to that is take advantage of the moment. Suns took advantage of the Lakers. They took advantage of Denver. Um, Clippers now, obviously, uh, they'll try to take advantage of tonight. I don't know what happens after that, right? Like, if they get past Utah, okay, can you go through the Phoenix Suns if they're healthy? But it, it is one of those where the last seven teams that are left in the NBA, uh, yes, there'd be a couple shockers, of course, if Atlanta won a championship or something along those lines. But this is this is incredibly – we may we may never have a season like this again, hopefully not, where – 
you're down to the last seven teams, and you still kind of have no idea who's uh, who's the favorite or who's going to win it. And it all comes down to health. It really does have. Jamal Murray sent that tweet yesterday about this doesn't. Yeah. Have, he basically said the healthiest team is going to win. Usually, you say the healthiest and the hottest. That's kind of the the cliche in sports. Ends up winning. This truly is the healthiest team. Will have their. That's who will probably uh, hoist up the trophy when it's all said and done. Let me put this one more way. If the Atlanta Hawks win the NBA championship, and yeah. oh, by the way, they might, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they might. Are you going to look at that as Trey Young just did the most incredible thing where he went through an NBA season with all of these megastars and won a championship very early in his career and had the lion's share of the work on his back? Or are you going to look at this as, man, that's the weirdest damn championship ever? And I think most people look at it like the second one because it's not like he took out Durant and Harden and Kyrie and Giannis and and Middleton and all and, and Embiid and Simmons. It's gonna, there's going to be all these extenuating circumstances. But, and the same thing for the other half of the draw. But Trav, you know what? And I, I say this: Who cares? And I'll tell you why. What I mean by who cares? Because Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors have a championship. They were not better than the Golden State Warriors. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Warriors didn't have their players. So it also happened in non-COVID years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very comp- – But not in, like this, Lee. Not, not but, to but, the extent like this. You're right, but but let's just – let's simplify here. In the finals, you had Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson that couldn't go. They went for part of the series. KD pretty much didn't go the entire series. Uh, but they went for um, – Klay played in what I think the sixth game is when he got injured. Mm-hmm. They do not win the championship. The Raptors don't without those injuries. Injuries are a part of sports. It's much different this year because there's so many of them. But I, I think, you know, do you think the Toronto Raptors care that no, how not. they won that championship? They can't control it. So I think that's just part of the way that yeah. I'll look at it as it was a weird year, but give credit where it's due and whoever comes out comes out. It's here. It is time for Ask Slee. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. We we haven't had one of these in a while, Slee, but I'm very excited that it's back. We have an in-person, on-the-phone Ask Slee. If you'd like to do that, 877-710-ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It's Manuel in Gardena. Manuel, hashtag Ask Slee. Yes, Manuel. Manuel. First yes. off, happy Friday to Funches, to T. Raj, Traver, Dean Travers, and my man, the Flea Stack. Let's get down to the brass taxes. I got to ask Slee. Is the Slee Stack a tank top guy, or as we call it in the barrio, a slingshot guy? Or is he one of these weirdos 
It was a hoodie and triple digits. Okay, that's one. <laughs> Second one, is the sleeve stack going shaved ice or is he going ice cream when he has to cool down in summer? Keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> well, okay, man, Manuel, those are two good ones right there. Those are great ones, actually. Let's go with the first one first. Are you yeah. a tank top guy or are you a hoodie when it's a 100-degree guy? Um, when I was on the business side at 710 ESPN, I used to walk into sales meetings with a tank top on, but I would always tuck, I would always tuck the tank top in because I want to be professional. Classy. I want to be classy. Right. So I would walk into businesses with a full proposal ready to go to talk about, you know, why they should partner with 710 and it would just, it was just a full tank top. And of course, um, white as hell, like I have not been in the sun by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know the last time I wore a tank top. <laughs> I do. I know the last time I wore one, high school basketball. <laughs> that was the last time that I had a tank top on. It's been a long – I'll put it this way. I would rather wear a down parka in August in Phoenix than put on a tank top. What are you guys wearing around a pool then? By the way, by the way, you know how you guys said, you know, we did this, uh, we're talking about jerseys, that if you wear a jersey, and Funches said, he wears a jersey to a game, like, Funches, you put an undershirt on, he's like, nope, no undershirt. Nope, like, yeah. nope, let the guns uh, out. Definitely, uh, I'm doing a long sleeve undershirt, long right. sleeve undershirt. Let's move on to the next one. Shaved Are ice, by the way, shaved I, ice over ice cream. That's the right, that's yeah, the right yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, shaved, yeah. shaved ice is so yeah, what are we good. Doing? We're not doing so good. All right, let's nine? go here. This is from TFP. When was the last time Slee went to a club, and how many times did you get turned away before finally getting inside? <laughs> um, I was at a club a week ago, just just going nuts. I didn't Close get home till <laughs> didn't get home till two a.m. Uh, I I can't. I blacked out so many different times. I I, I can't even tell you where I was and uh, how much fun I had. Last yeah, time I, I went to a club. But I couldn't even tell you. Like I really couldn't even tell you. I, I I genuinely couldn't tell you. And if I if I went to a club right now, and you know I'd have to. First of all, you'd have to stand in line, right? Like that's always a great. Well, you great wouldn't. Hey, uh, Slee's here, uh, Mister yep, Slee. Well, right to the come yep. on in. Go right to the front, man. Would you yeah, like absolutely. your usual table? <laughs> sure. Uh, hey Al, why don't you get see that see that person all the way in the back there? Just stand right behind I'm them. In. We'll take your ID <laughs> as we kind of go along. And hey, by the way, there's no guarantees you're getting in. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I imagine a person with a clipboard at the front is like, Lakers talk, come in. <laughs> you know, club, I'd see, Slee, you and I hey, are Jack, very different wait, 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 in a Jack, lot of Jack, ways. Real quick, I've gone yeah. up to the to the security guard, and I'm just like, okay, look, just give me a second. Let me show you on the ESPN app. I do this thing. It's not loading. It's not loading. Other people are trying to walk. Trust me. You got to trust me. Hey, look, how, ask me how many rebounds Sadell Threat averaged in 1996. I, I'll know it off the top of my head. I'm, I'm good to go. All right, here's you wanna, another one. You want to look through my phone? I might have Eldon Campbell's number. I might have it. <laughs> this is from Max Power. <laughs> Let me just set this up a little bit. They, I like that they refer to your girlfriend as Lady Slee. I don't know why that I like makes that me too. laugh. Yeah, but I like that too. Because yeah. it's, it's done with a great deal of respect, and I like that. And he writes, Max writes, Lady Slee wants to go out dancing on a mm-hmm. Saturday night. How yep. does Slee respond? Hashtag Ask Slee. Uh, let me know how it goes. Uh, definitely have a good time. Um <laughs> You know, uh, be safe out there, and uh, just kind of send me a text when you're on your way back. <laughs> if you need a ride, I can pick you up later. Nope, yeah, nope, not picking you up. But definitely, I'll send an Uber your way, and let's connect in the morning, huh? What do you think? <laughs>
<laughs> you, you want to grab breakfast, say, 9, 9.30? All right, here we go. This is uh, from – I like this guy, by the way. He has become a very regular a, – a regular and a very strong contributor. This is from Big E, and E writes, Since Slee doesn't have AC – does he just hang out in the frozen food section of your local supermarket for hours at a time? Okay, first of all, that's not me. That's Travis. Because <laughs> if you've listened to the show, Travis has bragged that he goes to Costco in the yeah. summer, yeah. goes into the dairy area yes. where it's incredibly freezing. By the way, also grabs, does not buy the the, the – uh, the chairs that they're selling, you know, the, the beach chairs that they're selling, doesn't buy it. The Tommy Bahama one, but he still goes into the freezer, hangs out for 30 minutes while his wife does some shopping. So the, that is not me. That is Travis. The best spot is between the eggs and the milk. That, that those, are the, those are the two spots that you want to be. It's like 32 degrees. You tell me that's not a brilliant plan. It's 100 degrees outside, and you walk into that Costco refrigerator, and it instantly drops down to 40. You, you're going to want to spend 10 minutes in there. It's people, like you, it's people like you that are going to ruin it for all us Costco shoppers because <laughs> you're also going three, four times to the same sample place that when those do come back – it's going to be somebody like – it's like the Olive Garden, you know, the free breadsticks and salad or whatever that is. <laughs> At some point, we're going to lose that because of people like you. Well, hopefully not. But, hey, look, if you need something, ask me. I'll tell you where everything is. I'll, I'll even hand you a couple dozen eggs. Hey, can, Trav, can you hand me those eggs? The brown ones. No, no, not the white ones. Give me the brown ones right over there. All right, here's the next one. This is from Darb in the OC. Uh, hashtag Ask Slee. Is Slee a, quote, shot for a dollar guy at the airport? And if so, what's the shot? Shot for a dollar guy? What do you mean? So when you go, so you get to your, you go to the airport, you go through security, you get into the terminal, and you got say forty five minutes before they're going to board the flight. You walk yeah. over to the bar, you sit down, and you say, you know what, I'll have a beer, thanks. And he goes, sounds good. How about shot for a, you know, uh, shot for a buck? You've never had that? No. Oh yeah. So so that answers your question. That, I, I'm not like <laughs> that. Okay, so let's play it well, out. I got, a, you, I got a story here, but go, go ahead, finish it you, off. You sit down. Hey, I'll take uh, I'll take a beer. Yeah, sounds good. Um, shot for a buck? What are you saying? Shot for a it's buck. pretty good deal, Slee. A shot for a buck? That's hard to beat. Well, can I pay $4 and get a little better liquor so I feel better <laughs> in the morning? It's kind of defeating the purpose. You're just trying to take the edge off of your flight to Phoenix. That's all we're trying to do. Trav, I used to go, again, back to the ESPN thing and business, blah, blah, blah. We'd go. We'd we'd make trips to Vegas. We we were trying to you know partner up with some different some of those casinos out there. Whatever the case is, <laughs> Trav. There'd be times you know you'd catch an early morning flight. So it's like six thirty in the morning. You're trying to get out to Vegas because you're coming back the same day. Dudes just sitting at the bar like it's nothing. I'm like, what? Like it's Friday. <laughs> what? At what am I watching here? <laughs> No, you shouldn't have a Guinness and a rum and Coke before 6.45. Well, says you. Let's, let's not judge each other. Let's, let's not make it weird. Let's go to Dave in San Clemente who writes, Hey, Slee, what's your go-to 4th of July dish? Is it boiled chicken, grilled chicken breast with no seasoning, or twice-cooked steak? <laughs> People are coming at me. About, you, you know what? You've created this. Let me what just say mean? that. You've, You've created, created this. That's why you order your food. You said it, not me. Okay, but th before the show is over, I am going to grill some steak uh, this afternoon, and I am going to need some tips from you. I really am. Okay. Like, I, I'm an amateur at the barbecue, so I'll get into that in a little bit. I'll go the double-cooked steak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, can you put this back on the fire for like another, oh, I don't know, 15 30 minutes? 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
But just you know, just just a tad more. Just think, oh, We're not in a rush. You- We're not in a rush. <laughs> Here's one from Tuna Can Crew. Um, have you? This is this goes back to what you were talking about a minute ago, Slee. Uh, have you ever had a Costco sample and liked it so much that you put on a disguise to go get another sample? Hashtag Ask Slee. Uh, not put on another disguise, but I'll take my chances again. I'll come back in five minutes. You know. I'll see if they recognize me five minutes later. Yeah, but, no, look. But, but okay. Travis, tell them what you do with your kids. Yeah, I, I when I find – let's say you're going through and they have, like, some smoked salmon, right, and they put it on that nice little cracker, and you're like, ooh, that's that's pretty good. And my kids have no interest in smoked salmon, right? So, hey, hey, whoa, 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 come on, go over there and get one of those. And then you wait 20 minutes, and then you send the other kid back in there. You go get one of those too. You can do that a handful of times. The, the, I think a better question for the Costco – um, etiquette is this. How many times could you reasonably go hit the same thing before you feel like you're almost stealing from Costco? By the way, you know, this that's a good test where you're okay with somebody telling you, hey, this is your third time here. I recognize you every time. Like you should kind of – we should have a gauge of what it looks like. If there's some listeners out there that want to kind of give us a little bit of a, hey, it's past three – you're getting caught. You're looking kind of stupid. I don't know what that number is. I think it's two. I, I really do think you. I think if you go a second time, there it's kind of like yeah. Here, first of all, this is one of they. They're not recognizing your face. They're not working the airport security line looking for people that look suspicious. They're just handing out little cocktail weenies. Not, some people take their jobs. The, the some people take the their vault. jobs very serious. <laughs> By the way, can I? I got to read this tweet. Eric right. Steven, who's been pretty solid here in some I of hope his it's tweets. this one that I'm hoping. Go ahead. He says, I can picture Alan <laughs> Sliwa going up to the bouncer and doing the old cash handshake to let him in. But instead of cash, it's the entire postgame stat sheet of the Lakers <laughs> versus the Kings game. <laughs> hey, um, look, just, just keep it fair. Keep it fair. Gonna, sure you, know, you, know, you know what I want to do? You know what I'd love to do? I'd love to go to, like, the top club in Hollywood, okay? okay. Go up to the bouncer and do one of those. You know, everybody knows, like, you put the money a certain way and do it. But it's, like, $6.43. <laughs> and, like, change is actually falling. People are starting to look. The bouncer's like, what are you doing? I'd love to just see the reaction. <laughs> You never know. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get it done. One more here. Let's do this. This is from LSU Lala. How much would it take for Slee to sit next to Clipper Daryl at a game? Hashtag ask Slee. You're dealing with a lot. So a Lakers-Clippers game. Whose home game is it? Let's make it a Clippers home game. Clipper game. Yeah, Clipper game for sure. Oh, no, I'm in. I'll just sit right there, rock my Lakers jersey. Um... Uh, I, I'm in. I think that would actually be a pretty fun experience. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been to games where the dude doesn't sit down and he does not stop talking. It, it, it is the worst. And he does it at times where, you know, it's free throw line. Everybody's quiet. But uh, if <laughs> as long as Lakers handle business, it's going to be very quiet to my left. Yeah, look, I just don't want you to turn into the Suns and Four guy. Just make sure that you're not that, you're not that, that guy. That guy they is, made a bobblehead out of him. They've made T-shirts. They've made the starting lineup figures. action figure. They've made oh, all that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. The, the action figure. Yeah, it's uh, he he took care of business, I guess. Suns and Four. That guy. Uh, also, Devin legend. Booker gave him t- uh, tickets to Game One for yeah. uh, Western Conference Finals. Uh, hey, hey. I mean, I guess why not? All right. Here's what's going on, Slee. Luka Doncic says that uh, there's the story about him not being happy with some of the front office people. Apparently, that was pretty accurate because there's there's some stuff going on. So here's the question. 
Who has the most juice in pro sports? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 